Welcome to the Cherokee County Football Blitz, hosted by Will Cooper and Arthur Mosley. Guys, take it away. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. I'm your host, Will Cooper, joined alongside my co-host, Arthur Mosley. Art, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, Will. I uh, Man, we're in week 13, or week one, depending on how you look at it, right? Playoffs week one. It yeah. is. I, I'm, I'm excited. We made it. I'm trying to enjoy this as much as possible because it, it's not a given that teams make the postseason. And uh, we knew that uh, at least two Cherokee County teams would make it. We got three in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm excited. I'm excited about that. And uh, we got our, our, our broadcast uh, figured out yeah. uh, and where we're going to be. We got that figured out. So, and life is good. We're alive. We've got uh, health and strength. And, uh, Man, we're blessed, so I'm just happy to be here, Will. Yeah, we should. I, I, I personally would like to apologize to any parents, fans, f- Friday night um, who listened to the broadcast. Uh, we had uh, huge technical issues, um, biggest technical issues I've ever experienced doing the broadcast. Those have since been resolved. We've been working very hard on them. As we sit here and record Wednesday night, uh, which, yes, it's Wednesday night, Art, you can... Sure, we had uh, basketball last night. Yeah, there you it go. is basketball season. There you go. I mean... It's football season, but it's basketball season. Yeah, you're, you're forgiven. I just wanted to make mention <laughs> of that. Um, but, yeah, we, we worked on it. We finally got it fixed today. So everybody um, should be good to roll on Friday night. Our Cherokee County game of the week will be Sequoia as they take the trip down to the South Paulding. Uh, Spartans, I believe, is, is their it, yes. logo. Yep. I know they yep. – I was trying to think, is it Gladiators, Spartans? But Spartans. Spartans makes more yep. sense. So uh, we that will be our Cherokee County game of the week. Of course, we'll keep an eye on River Ridge and Langston Hughes. While we'll be keeping an eye on that, we should mention Cherokee and Milton, also a game, not on Friday night, though. So that'll be a Saturday night at 5 o'clock. We will be trying to update people on scores on our social media platforms, trying to make sure we keep updated on that. Um, But, you know, we'll see what we can do with it. That's That's all I'll say about it. Yeah, it's kind of a tough one, Will. Uh, You know, I I know that you also have some other... obligations on Saturday night for high school football. Uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit later in the broadcast. Um, so we're excited to be down in Douglasville at South Paulding. Uh, well, technically, uh, the unincorporated Douglasville right. down at South Paulding yeah. High School um, uh, to bring you guys the action. And, and as you mentioned, Class 7A, 5A, and 3A will all be playing on Saturday night because of the official shortage. So if they're, you know, week in and week out, typically not our Cherokee County fans because they're very knowledgeable fans. Uh, but but we uh, we do see visiting fans that will always um, uh, want to help the officials out. And we have an official shortage. And so if any of those fans happen to be listening and, and really want to help the young people out, then I'm right. sure that uh, – the GHSA officials would love to have some extra workers uh, so we can go back to having these games on Friday night. But yep. that's that's why Cherokee's playing on Saturday. Uh, absolutely. Excellent point. So after this round, it doesn't matter. Everybody will be playing on Friday night. Yes. So if yes. we have teams that advance, it'll be on Friday night from here on out. Um, so with all that being said, we're going to jump into our first break. This is not going to be a season-ending show, so we're going to avoid from any you know, we once again, with the three teams, we have three teams did not make it. We're not going to talk about, you know, their season in review. That will come on a final podcast episode where we'll do like a grand wrap up. So if you're, you know, like this episode will not have Creekview in it simply because they did not play last week. They're not playing this week. Nothing for us to discuss. We'll save it for the final podcast episode of the season. Absolutely. All right. Let's hit our first break. We'll come out on the other end. We'll talk about the Cherokee Warriors and their amazing win over the Kennesaw Mountain Mustangs and how they made it to the fourth seed in 7A playoffs. So give us just a minute, and we'll be back. 
At Schottenkirk Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Canton, we thank you for the privilege of selling cars and trucks in North Georgia. And that's why we make it our mission to give back to our community. I'm David Booth, General Manager, and during the past few years, we've raised over a million dollars for the Cherokee County School System through our Wrangler Raffle, plus sponsoring a special award for our Teacher and Coach of the Year. Yes, we want to sell you a vehicle, but when you do buy from us, know that we're giving back to our community. Schottenkirk Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Liberty Boulevard at I-5. 75 Canton. Piedmont Mountainside Hospital has been a leader of quality medical care in Georgia with the second longest straight A leapfrog rating in the state for 14 consecutive years and consistently ranking in the top five Atlanta hospitals in patient excellence. Piedmont offers a wide range of services and specialties including imaging, cardiac rehabilitation, and general surgery to meet the acute and long-term needs of the community. In addition, Piedmont Mountainside offers 24-hour emergency and intensive care in Jasper and in LJ. Choose Piedmont Mountainside. Real change lives here. Welcome back to the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. Let's talk about the Cherokee Warriors who needed to beat Kennesaw Mountain by eight, but ended up winning it by 16 just to be safe, a 30 to 14 final over there. Uh, We actually watched the end of the game from the press box at Alatoona, Um, sat there and kind of did a a little play-by-play, if you will. On on the phone that we were calling the game on, but nonetheless, that was very, technology has come a long way. Technology's great. You mentioned that that on the broadcast. It was was funny. Uh, But yeah, you know, great win for Cherokee. You know, I I, I say this a lot. It really doesn't matter how you play out of region. It matters what you play into the region and really what matters when you're playing your best football. And, you know, I, I think baseball talks about this a lot. You want your baseball team to peak at the right time and the hitters to be hitting and, the you know, everybody firing on all cylinders. I think it's true for high school football, especially at this point in the season. You see what Cherokee's done, right? They haven't necessarily scratched the win column before those couple of games, you know, that once again when they faced Walton, when they faced Kennesaw Mountain. But you saw that defense getting better. You saw that running game getting better. You saw them solidifying themselves. And, you know, they picked up the wins they needed to pick up. And then Kennesaw Mountain wasn't ready for them, quite simply. And a very good job by Coach Shaw and that staff holding Kennesaw Mountain to 14 points. They're one of the most explosive offenses in 7A. And they found a way to slow them down and and turn it around and even pull off a couple of turnovers that ended up being big swings in the game. So congratulations to Cherokee. And and with that, they do claim that fourth seed and and get to go play Milton. Yeah, well, you're right. I think just about any sport, you know, you want to be playing, you want to be coming into whatever tournament you're in, uh, being uh, on a win streak or playing, playing your best ball at that time of the season. And the Warriors seem like they're they're doing just that. Coach uh, Davis Harvey did a great job in, in scheming against Kennesaw Mountain, and and you know this is a team. Will they they were down fourteen to nothing. It looked like we were watching the score, and it looked like man, this might be this might be it, but for the Warriors, but they kept chipping away and chipping away, and and kind of the big story, I think, at least to me, and I want to talk to to Coach Shaw. I can pronounce his first name, Rodion. I cannot pronounce his last name. We'll try to figure it out. We'll get hopefully we'll get Coach Shaw to help us out pronounce that last name. But he kicks a 51, 52 yarder, which sets the school record. Not only does it set the school record, they were up at the time. I think it was twenty to fourteen. Mm-hmm. Had taken a lead. They needed to win by eight. He kicks a fifty-two yarder with about I don't I don't know about a couple minutes left in the ball game to mm-hmm. send uh, essentially if they can hold on to send them in into the state playoffs, and they do, as the story unfolds, you know, Ryan Martin, one of the stalwarts on that defense, gets a pick six to to seal the deal for the for the Warriors. And, man, what an exciting opportunity for, for these 
seniors at, at Cherokee to make it five straight. Now that's the second longest, third longest streak in the county in terms of of, of playoff runs. Uh, Etowah owns the, the longest two, I think seven and six, and then Cherokee at five. So great job by Coach Shaw and the Warriors getting to the postseason again. Like you said, they'll go face an old region foe, and uh, we'll you know we'll talk about that game on the other side uh, a- after our interview with Coach Shaw, but. It's great to get three teams in. You know, the game we were at, we were looking at it, we were, we we're thinking, you know, the way it was rolling, and we'll talk about, we'll get into that. We we're like, well, we'll be, we might only have two teams in here this week. Right. Uh, but uh, kudos to Coach Shaw and, and the Warriors and all everybody on that staff. And uh, uh, man, it's nice for us in Cherokee County to have three games to talk about versus two. Yeah, and Cherokee was a thirty-point underdog going into that game, and and turned around and you know. One by 16, okay? Yeah. So, I, you know, the final score wasn't as close as, as what the game really was, I would say. But still, you win by 16 over a team that the team was favored by 30 over you. Mm-hmm. That's a huge swing. So, yeah, very big deal for them. Uh, I'm excited to talk to Coach Shaw. If you're ready, I think we ought to hit this break and talk to the head man himself. Hey, let's do it. All right, we'll take a quick break, be back on the other end. We'll be joined by the head coach of the Warriors, Josh Shaw. Just a second, we'll be back. With more than 35 years of courtroom experience, the attorneys at the Heller Law Firm are known as the go-to team for important legal issues in Northwest Georgia. If you or a loved one needs help with a criminal charge, overwhelming debt, divorce, or moving forward after a serious accident, call the Heller Law Firm today at 770-345-1130 for a free confidential consultation. And as always, play hard and have fun. All right. Thank you for joining us once again on the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast and joining us now for the second week in a row, the head coach of the Cherokee Warriors, that's Coach Josh Shaw. Coach, thank you for being back with us. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely, Coach. Uh, you know, let's talk about your game on Friday. Uh, last Friday, I should clarify. You know, we talked about it on the podcast. You guys needed to beat Kennesaw Mountain by nine to get into the playoffs. Instead, you decided to go ahead and beat them by 16 a very impressive win at Kennesaw Mountain. Close the season out. You win the fourth seed. Talk about your team and their performance on, on last Friday and what you liked out of them. Yeah, no, I mean, we just took advantage of some mistakes that they made, and uh, I think the key to the game uh, all the way around was us being able to effectively run the ball, uh, which we have not done very well this season, and then we were able to stop the run defensively. So I think both of those things compounded with giving us an opportunity, and then, uh, you know, our kids made some really good plays at critical moments. Coach, when we talked to you last week, you told us about a kicker you had uh, pulled out of your, your weight, uh, weight training class, and I don't think he'd ever kicked a football before, but uh, I'm going to butcher his last name, but uh, Rodion Aver... Aver- now. Thank you very much, Coach. Uh, I, didn't, I did not major in uh, uh, Eastern uh, Block <laughs> last names for sure. Uh, but but this, this young man, all he does is, uh, I, I think... He sets a school record in the process of kind of sending you guys to the postseason, and we know you guys tacked a touchdown on after that. But uh, have you convinced uh, Rodion to to hang up the soccer cleats for good and just kick field goals now? Does he have a future in football? Or and, and how big was that moment for for him? <laughs> well, it, it's funny. First of all, we, we've got two really outstanding kickers. Uh, we picked up Rodion because Reed Chanley was hurt, and Reed's back healthy now. So we kind of got both of them. Both of them were our special teams player of the week, and. Uh, and, and Reed is averaging 40 yards a punt on the, on the year. So we got two guys that are, that are awesome. But Rodion's got a really strong leg. And for someone who just picked it up, uh, you know, just is, uh, he's got a leg I, like I haven't seen in 25 years as far as leg strength. And gets him in, in practice from 60 all the time, including with a rush on him. So I've, I've had confidence in him. 
we tried a uh, 52-yarder with a second left before halftime, and uh, he rushed it, and I asked him what happened. He said that he only thought he had a second to get the ball through the upright. And so that just kind of goes to show you, you know, just that he's not been around football for very long. So, um, But uh, he hit a 37-yarder, I think, in the, in the fourth quarter and then uh, lined him up for the 51-yarder, which actually gave us the point spread to, uh, before we got the pick six. So uh, it would have been good from 60. So it's it's uh, it's neat just because he doesn't know any, any better. He just goes out there and – I joke with him, just kick it between the two big yellow uprights, and uh, you know, and, and his dad has told him the same thing. How hard could it be? You just kick it between the yellow posts. <laughs> so, but but he's a good boy, and he told me today, he's like, Coach, would you line me up from 55 because I want to beat the record? And I said, the record you just set, and he's like, Yes, sir. So I said, Well, I feel good lining you up from 55. So, um, but but it's great to have a couple of weapons like uh, Reed and and Rodion, um, and, and then you know, you count in the touchbacks that 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 they're able to provide in the punting. And uh, we got a big-time long snapper in, Spencer Ratnati as well. So really has fortified our special teams over the last three to four weeks. Coach, you, you, you talk about that game. Before we move into the game against Milton, I want to go back. Talk about that defensive performance a little bit. Kennesaw Mountain had come in putting some insane numbers up on the year, uh, sometimes upward of 50 and 60 points on teams. You guys held them to 14. What was that defensive performance like? How, how was the game plan going into that? Um, and how were you able to pull that out on Friday night and keep them to such a low number? Yeah, I mean, uh, Coach Harvey and his defensive staff uh, had a couple of things they did. You know, they had a big-time Division One center, um, Connor Liu, and, you know, and, and he kind of paved the way for them up front. And, and, you know, crazy to say that an offensive lineman kind of led the way offensively. But um, we did some different things to him to alleviate him getting, getting up to our linebackers, and it really helped those guys run freely and make some plays uh, just by some alignment stuff that we did to him. Um, and, and then just on the perimeter was able to keep their skill guys in front of us. And we actually tackled really well, which is not something we've done uh, for the most, you know, most part of the season, especially tackling athletes in space. So just really happy, you know, for our kids and our, our coaches and just, you know, how well they executed the game plan. And, uh, you know, it's not always been like that. We felt like throughout the course of the year, we've practiced and, you know, stuff all week long, and then we get to the game and we don't execute it. So this was trying to figure out where the disconnect was happening. But, uh our kids came out ready to play. They executed the game plan. They tackled well. They ran to the ball well. And uh, once we got a lead, uh, I think the confidence just kept continued to grow throughout the course of the game. Coach, we've got one more question for you here as you wrap up. And, again, thank you so much for spending some time with us here on the podcast. You face a familiar foe on Friday night, uh, excuse me, Saturday evening uh, over in, in the Milton Eagles. And uh, we had a chance to talk to you offline uh, earlier this week. And, and one of the, you made a comment uh, about how good their defense is. But uh, uh, can you go into a little bit about them, the, the challenge they face for you guys, and, and what you guys will need to do to advance to the second round this week? Sure. I mean, we, we, and we have faced some really good defenses throughout the course of the year, obviously, North Cobb and uh, you know, Cartersville and, uh, you know, and, and Sequoia for that matter. And, you know, we felt like we've faced some really good defenses. But what's different with Milton's is they're back-end players. Uh, they got three big-time Division One DBs, um, and, and they really do such a good job in the back-end. But they're extremely disciplined. They're extremely well-coached. Uh, they don't make mistakes. They don't miss tackles. And, and uh, having the big, you know, the big guys, they're not as, as good on the D-line as they've been when they had LT and some of those other guys over last few years but uh their back end is, is the best we'll see all year long so that's going to be a real challenge but it you know it does give us some optimism to think that we can handle them up front as opposed to when they had lp and your game plan and everything around him so uh 
they, they just don't make mistakes and, and they don't miss a line. And like I said, they don't miss tackles, which, you know, for today's high school defense is extremely, you know, tough to, to do. So their coaches do a great job. Well, Coach, we're looking forward to that one again. That'll be Saturday at 5 o'clock, and that will be at Milton, but we'll be pulling for you. Hope you can come home with a win, and uh, Coach, good luck on Saturday. All right, appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. So, again, a thank you to Coach Shots. The second time we've had him on the podcast in the last two weeks, so hopefully that uh, that itch that he had to join us and you know we had for him to be with us <laughs> has been itched a little bit, and you know hopefully we get to talk to him next week. I hope so, Will. You know, he seemed very excited and and. And, you know, we talked to him last week. I think Coach Shaw is about as even keeled as we get, never too high, never too low. And uh, just to hear, you know, I think he's so happy for his team and his staff to be able to be playing another week and keeping that streak alive. And, you know, he's the second longest tenured coach in the county. And, and he's been he's been doing it the right way over there. And it's I think it's kind of funny. We, we, we talked to him last week. You know, it's like, what are the chances this, this you know, Rodeon uh, – uh, was able to come out and kick this 52 yarder. And, and, and the, the thing I loved is like, Hey coach, can I kick a 55 yarder this <laughs> week? And who knows that might be the kick that needs to send the second round. Will. Right. Yeah. It's, it's good to know that you have that kind of range, especially when it comes playoff time. And especially when we talk about the two teams we're about to talk about one of those, obviously we talked about Cherokee. Let's turn our attention over to Milton. Okay. Yeah, so this, I think this podcast episode for people that have listened in the past is going to be a little different because we're going to be a little bit more informational because we're seeing teams that most people haven't seen, you know, like sometimes ever. So right. Cherokee does have the added advantage that they know a little bit about Milton, but this is a much different Milton team than what we've seen in the past. Um, when you talk about some of their their big guys, you know, obviously some of the names that he mentioned, Bryce Thornton, the safety is going to mm-hmm. be a guy. Robert Billings, another safety who's going to be a guy. And then they have a very, very, very good young corner in Dylan Lewis, I believe is his name. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm telling you, you know, I, you know how much I love secondary, especially cornerbacks. I, I love watching him play. This kid is special. He's going to end up being a big-time name on Saturdays. A sophomore already at six foot. He's going to grow into that frame. They're going to have a hard time passing the ball. So I do like that Cherokee has advanced a little bit in getting that running game going a little bit more with Zy Johnson and being able to solidify that up front. You know, he mentioned that they don't have an LT Overton on the front. I agree with that. Watching the tape on them, there wasn't uh, anybody that that I really felt like you needed a game plan around. You didn't need to designate a double team for, which is a big change to what Bill sure, has yes. been yep. in the past. So you kind of you kind of trade one for the other, right? So would you rather deal with the lockdown secondary or a great defensive line? To me, you can game plan around a great secondary. You can't game plan around a defensive line that's just bullying you around. Hopefully they can establish the running game. Hopefully they can find some underneath passes to maybe some of the you know, tight ends, Wyatt Tash, that can get some things going. Um, I think he'll have a big game, you know, especially locked up. They have a good, a couple good linebackers. You know, we talk about Jordan Davis, um, Hayden Tuminia, I believe is how you say mm-hmm. his last name, Caleb Morin. Those are some guys to keep an eye on too. Um, but to me, I think they're going to be able to game plan around this. I'm looking for a very competitive game, but hammer the under. Whatever the under is, I, I could see this game being 10 7, 7 3, you know, 7 nothing, sure. you know, something like that. So, that's the defensive side of the ball. If you want to elaborate on the offense, you're welcome to. Yeah, absolutely, Will. Wilton, a team that's averaging this season 23.7 points a game. 
they've got a new starting quarterback, Luke Nickel, younger brother of their old tight end, Jack Nickel. Uh, he's a sophomore, and he's thrown to a couple of junior receivers, DeBron Gatling, a name that we've yep. mentioned in years past, and also Mark Esley II, another wide receiver for them. Uh, haven't had a huge year out of the running game. I'll go back to Nickel. He's thrown for 1,857 yards uh, in 16 touchdowns. Uh, he has thrown a few interceptions there, so that might be something to look out for. They're throwing the ball a lot more this year. Scott Moskowitz is a running back. He's got about 800 yards rushing. Uh, not as dominant as an offensive line, I don't think, as as we've seen before. And like you said, on both lines of scrimmage from Milton. Uh, but that, like you said, that back end of the secondary is going to be tough. They're allowing 17, 18 points a game are the Milton Eagles. So it's a, you know, it's a, a, a team that I think is not as – impervious as yes. as the team that went to the state title game was last year and Milton had just a phenomenal run they they were extremely talented and, and not to say like you mentioned this team this is a very talented team we don't we're, we're definitely not going to sell Milton short also coach Ben Reeves Jr uh first year head coach over at Milton winning a region title in his first season taking over for for Adam Clack over there for the Eagles so He's done a fantastic job. This is the sixth consecutive season that uh, Milton's been into the postseason. So a team with just as much experience as the Cherokee Warriors will. So I, I, I agree with you here. I'm not looking for a a light em up game here. You know, I don't think this score, I don't think uh, you know either team scores over 30 points. I'd be very shocked to see that. Uh, but I'm thinking maybe a, a – 23-17, uh, uh, 24-22 type game here. And it, it's a game, we when we Coach Shaw talked about it, uh, special teams might come into play. And if they can stick around, uh, they've got some weapons on special teams that could make this interesting. They're going to have to continue. Ch- Ch- Cherokee going to have to continue to run the ball well. We've seen Zy Johnson kind of get into a groove here a little bit over the last couple of weeks. And that's going to have to continue. As you mentioned, they're going to have to find a way to scheme against that secondary. And Savas here, uh, he's, he's kind of going through some some growing pains, but he seemed to come out on the other end. And we know there'll be some other bumps and bruises in the road. But this is a – if there was a – I don't know if any other number four seed could be as competitive as Cherokee could mm-hmm. with Milton. As I look across the bracket – and it, Class 7A, probably one of the toughest – playoff brackets in the country not just the state and, and there's some tough ones in the well, state it's, it's ranked as the toughest playoff bracket we go. in the country yeah, i mean bar, bar none yeah. I, I, I but I, I think if there's anyone that could be picked off and i'm not saying milton can mm-hmm. but if there is anyone that could be they might be the one that's like oh they're they're good but they're not elite right, right. now and, and not like they have been so Again, I don't want to cast dispersion on the Milton Eagles. That is a very good football team, a well-coached football team, as Coach Shaw mentioned. Uh, but I think the Warriors, they have a fighting chance. And, and, and the way they're playing right now, if they can continue to tackle in space and, and uh, get these athletes on the ground and limit the big plays, I think they can be right in it, right in it at the end, Will. Well, let's, you know, let's take a broader look at Milton for a minute. You know, and, and we should always clarify, Milton is one of those teams that likes to schedule some strange teams that it's tough I mean, they, they, they schedule some tough out of out of state opponents right they, early they, we we just don't have anything to directly compare right them to, okay so lipscomb academy out of nashville they're the top team in tennessee i believe according mm-hmm. to max preps I, I i don't know where they you know where does lipscomb academy line up against a team like buford i have no idea sure okay sure um there's christian brothers out of st louis missouri 
I got no idea. Well, I'll tell you, Christian Brothers produces some of the best athletes that come out of that St. Louis area. All boys, uh, Jesuit uh, high school is Christian Brothers and uh, a big alumni presence out there. They also play a, a, a early pretty national schedule. Year in and year out there, uh, at least in the past few years, Christian Brothers have been at the top of that uh, top of their division in St. Louis. So they're not playing any also-rans right there. Okay. Uh, you know, they, they beat Roswell by seven. Is 14-7 to seven was that final mm-hmm. beat. Alpharetta by 15. Lost North Cobb by 14. So there's a direct comparison if you want to make that type of sure. comparison. They beat West Forsyth by 14 if you want to make that comparison. Um, and, you know, they beat Denmark and then beat Lambert by 10 to, to close out the season. Um, you know, I, I mean, the thing is, like, take take this score. They beat Forsyth Central 38 to nothing. Okay, I mean, Etowah beat Forsyth Central 35 to 14. Right. So it's like the higher end for them is, is pretty pedestrian compared to normal Milton teams, but the, low, the, the floor for them is also very high. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just don't see them winning the state title this year, which normally when you talk about Milton is always in the conversation. I think they're a first seed that you kind of look at and go, yeah, okay, but you know they're not going to make it to the final four. Sure. So anyway, not to just throw them away, but that's where they're at. So once again, when we first looked at the draw and you see Milton, you go, oh no. But really, it's not. It's not as bad as it could be. Right. We'll leave it at that. Especially this time of year when anything can happen. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, especially Cherokee playing their best ball on defense for sure. Right. So. Right. We'll leave it at that. We'll move on. As we mentioned, no Creekview segment. They did not play last week, nor were they in the playoffs. And we will do a season wrap-up on the final podcast episode. So we will skip over them. We'll move right into Etowah as they played Rome, and we'll do a review of that game. So give us just a second. We'll be back. You're listening to the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. At Woodstock Furniture and Mattress Outlet, we don't have locations across the country. Our stores are right here in Georgia. Our customers aren't numbers, they're neighbors. Your kids probably go to school with our kids. And chances are, your furniture is our furniture. So the next time you're thinking new living room, dining room, bedroom, or new mattress, think Woodstock Furniture and Mattress Outlet, Georgia's furniture and mattress superstore. For nearly 30 years, locally owned, Georgia grown. Welcome back into the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. Let's talk about Etowah. Um, you know, we mentioned this will not be a season review. So if you're looking for our final thoughts on the season, those will come later on the podcast, but we do want to go back and and mention the game against Rome. Uh, look, Rome was ahead above everybody in Cherokee County. There, there's no two ways to put it. I know I kind of played with them on the podcast. Um, you know, said what I said about them coming to Cherokee County, their final time coming to Cherokee County. Didn't really know how they would perform. They didn't really have anything to play for. They were locked into the region champs. They weren't going to get an undefeated season. They had already lost to Carrollton earlier. Etowah, on the other hand, to me, had everything to play for. Not the playoffs, but the seniors were going to be at home. You know, get get above 500 for the first time in, you know, two, three years. Interested to see what they did. Obviously, Rome did not slow down, won that game 63-3. to The story continues with Rome. They, they did whatever they wanted to do with our county teams, and, and hopefully next year all of our county teams will be a little bit better prepared for facing those Rome teams. But for Etowah, you know, I mean, it's a little bit more lopsided of a game than I thought it was going to be. That's that's really the best thing I could say about it. Yeah, it's almost like uh, Ed- uh, Rome had something to prove coming here. And, yeah. and uh, you know, they they were playing. I don't think they let off the gas. Not to say they, they ran up the score, but come like you said, they're coming into this game not needing the victory and not needing to win by any margin. 
Uh, but they came in and Rome did what Rome does and, and got a, you know, 63 to three win. That's a, a pretty lopsided uh, game. Uh, Etowah, and like you said, we're not going to make this a, a swan song right now because we know that the, the Eagles will not be in the postseason. But, uh, you know, it's, a, it's, it's tough. You thought they, they might play a little more inspired football. But, again, something sometimes it's, you know, it's not necessarily inspired football. But Rome is a well-coached team, and uh, they've got a, a, a bunch of athletes on that. that athletes uh, and, and, and combined with being well-coached and – and they're the victors, Etowah. You know, we'll we'll talk about them next week or, or, or a couple weeks whenever we wrap up. But uh, um, sixty-three to three, Rome moves on, and and so does Etowah at this point. Yeah, and uh, I mean that's that's all we can say about it, really. As we mentioned, we'll do the wrap up later. Um, this game was not what I think Etowah should take away from the season, and I think when we get into their actual season review, I I think you'll see what we mean by that. But. We just wanted to mention that game. You know, you'd, you'd hate to just throw away one of the 10 games that they have and right. not make mention of it. So just wanted to throw that in there. So we'll hit another break. We'll come out on the other end, and we'll get ready to talk about the River Ridge Knights as they are going to make the trip down to Langston Hughes. We'll also have an interview with Coach Michael Collins. So give us just a minute, and we'll be back. There's been so much talk about distracted driving, you're probably sick of hearing about it. Well, we'd rather you be sick of hearing about it than lose your life doing it. The caring staff with Sosby Funeral Home in Canton reminds you that we all have to go sometime, but don't rush it. Wait your turn and don't drive distracted. Keep your hands on the wheel, your eyes on the road, and make sure you stay alert and arrive alive. Drive safely and help us protect our teens. They're the only future we've got. Brought to you by Sosby Funeral Home. Honoring life from 191 Jarvis Street in Canton. Welcome back to the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. Here to talk about the River Ridge Knights as they move into the first round of the playoffs as they'll make the trip down to Langston Hughes. Want to ask you, Langston Hughes? Is it? Do we call it Langston Hughes? Why is it sometimes Hughes, sometimes Langston Hughes, sometimes Hughes dash Langston? Do you know? Do you know why? It is named after the poet Langston Hughes. I thought so. And it's in the name, yeah. and I think some people just shorten it. But the official name of the high school is Langston, Langston Hughes, Hughes High School. Okay. And so I will always refer to it as Langston Hughes. I know you and I do, but I've seen it like on brackets. They just put Hughes. I think it's easier to write write oh, it in okay. a bracket. You know, right. like uh, some like they abbreviate North Paulding or South Atlanta with the S. You know, H E L or whatever. So okay. I think that's why you get that truncation of uh, Langston there. Makes sense. So actually, on to football talk. Okay. Um, you know, let's talk about the game against Alatoon, okay? 31 to nothing final. Really a tough night for River Ridge. Was not what we wanted to see out of them. But if you talk about the fact that they were the most unlucky team I have seen in any game, okay? You know, I've covered probably 100 games at this point. I've never seen a team so unlucky. It was like every possible way the ball could bounce to land in an Alatoon player's hands, it did. And then it seemed like every single open play they had, somebody tripped or there was a holding call or they, you know, somebody dropped the ball. Like it was just everything that could have gone wrong did. Okay. It was Murphy's law to the 10th degree and it was in person. And I saw it firsthand. You did too. You can attest to this. I'm not just making this up. Oh yeah. (laughs) Okay. So yes, did Alatuna deserve to win the game? Absolutely. They really hit their stride. Jaden Ponder looked good. The offense looked better. They were able to pass the ball effectively, Mm -hmm. which was surprising to us. But Riverridge just never... They could never get out of their own way to even start. Yeah, well, the two defensive touchdowns for Alatuna in the first uh, first half, and and maybe the backbreaker. You're driving in, you're driving down the field as you mentioned. It's they already had one pick six. A a, a defensive lineman 
does a good job of reading a screen and quite frankly and, and uh never really got up field and was kind of right in the passing lane and he picks it off and lumbers you know 45 50 yards maybe even longer i can't you know yeah, I to, to the end zone and and then you come back like i said getting ready to go in maybe to cut that lead to, to 17 to 3 or 17 to 7 and the ball looked like you know it was like a, a ping pong ball just like bouncing around everywhere and ends up in the hands of i believe it was khalil debrick for um for the Buccaneers and he kind of zigs and zags and I, I was thinking surely somebody's going to tackle this guy <laughs> and know. you know it's under a minute left to play at that point right. and that's kind of a backbreaker and I don't I don't know you know but again there was a couple of other interceptions that just ball tips up and like you said it just finds an Alatuna defender and they um you know it was tough. They couldn't get out of their own way on Friday night. I don't know any other way to put it. Yeah, it's, it's very an anomalous. Yeah, unlike River Ridge, I would say that for sure. To turn the ball over five times in a game, I believe yeah. that was a number. It, yeah, just not five. three interceptions and two fumbles or four interceptions and a fumble. Well, it was four It was four turnovers in the first half. Yeah. That's the thing is you went into half down 24 to nothing. And it's it was like you, you're down 24 to nothing. Part of you thinks, okay, we're down 24 to nothing. That's not so bad. Part of you also thinks... This is the most painful twenty-four to nothing game I've ever watched. Right. So it, it's kind of a duality, right? Like you think, well, Riverage really is is doing pretty good to only be down twenty-four to nothing. At the same time, oh my gosh, we're down twenty-four, 24 to nothing. Yeah. You know, so it's it's kind of one of those things, and they just never found their footing in the second half. So that that game, you got to write it off. You know, we talked about how well they played against Etowah after the loss to Rome. Hopefully, that locker room can rebound and get ready to play. Langston Hughes this Friday, and the best way to find out how they're feeling about that game is to talk to the head man himself, that is Coach Michael Collins. So we'll take a quick break here on the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast, and we'll have a chance to talk to him. So give us just a second, and we'll be back. Feed all the hungry people in your life at Culver's of Hickory Flat. Their signature butter burgers are fresh, never frozen, and the frozen custard is the perfect treat. Culver's of Hickory Flat is locally owned and operated by local people who care about our community. Their passion for fresh food is as strong as their love for the community. They're proud of where they're located and how their local roots have made them who they are. Get fresh food now at Culver's of Hickory Flat, 6778 Hickory Flat. Flat Highway. Thank you for joining us once again on the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. And joining us once again is the head coach of the River Ridge Knights, Coach Michael Collins. Coach, thank you for being back with us. Thanks for having me, guys. Glad to be here. Glad to be here this week. Awesome. Absolutely, Coach. We always look forward to talking to you guys, especially when it comes to playoff time. Uh, before we get into the playoff game, let, let's take a look back at last Friday. Um, not the result you wanted, but played a, a tough Alatoona team. Talk a little bit about that game and what you saw out of your team from uh, that Friday night game. Yeah, you said the real tough team, particularly at their place, uh, real saucy on defense, a lot of veterans, and big some players on defense. And, uh, we, just, we caught some bad breaks. We had a ball hit, a kid in the helmet, interception. And I already shaved off one of our kids' chest for an interception and a, a screen where we had it set up really good. And, a deep, and then the ball just happened to find a good lineman. So it was just you know, one of those one of those nights where that funny bouncing ball just, just didn't bounce our way. And then once once they got lowered, it was it kind of snowballed. Honestly, uh, that's too good of a team for for you know being overcome those mistakes that they play. But I was glad I got spawned. I thought they did a really good job of fighting. And I was I was proud of their efforts throughout the game that they kept fighting.
Coach, you guys are back in the playoffs for the second time in three years. And, and for you, this is, I believe, the, the third team you've led to the playoffs. Uh, it, and just as of note, the Shambly Bulldogs, who you took to the playoffs, are also in the playoffs this week for the first time in a long time. And, and the Wheeler Wildcats are in the playoffs, who you took to the postseason. So, Coach, you, uh, I'm, I'm going to say that you're the catalyst for all that uh, behind you here. But you guys are uh, – your, your team now, the River Ridge Knights uh, – or in the postseason, uh, two out of the last three years, is it a point now at, at, at River Ridge where you guys expect to be there, or did you get here this year and you're like, oh, shucks, we're in the playoffs, and, and, and you kind of surprise yourself? And, and, and how does a team approach this week, Coach? You know what, that's a great question. That was something that I really wanted to try to, try to analyze and see what, the, what kind of the, the pulse of that was because I still wanted to be um, – Understood that it's hard to get to this moment. It's hard to get here. It's hard to play other games in the state of Georgia. So I want our guys to have that that excitement like they did the first year. And I, I really feel like that because we were on the outside looking in last year, there is that form of excitement like, man, you know, this is, um, we've done a good thing. But at the same time, uh, we still have more football to play and uh, starting to create that culture where it is expected that the river is to play football in late November. And hopefully, at some point, on this December. Uh, so um, I think it's. It's been right on. The pulse of what I've gotten is, is perfect. Like they're excited to be here, but at the same time, I think we're creating a culture where it's going to be expected and uh, hopes that we can uh, play a lot of football moving forward in November. So we've had a great week of practice. We've had a fun week of practice. We've enjoyed it. But at the same time, it's been a business week for us. Coach, when we get into these interviews, we always like to ask a personnel question. So I'll go back to our Schottenkirk Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram player of the game from Friday night. Uh, we talk about Jackson Head a lot, and we've obviously had the opportunity to watch him grow over the last three seasons as a starter. But can you talk a little bit about what he means to your program? Because it, you can see on the sideline that he really is one of the leaders of this team. Yeah, he's, uh, it's hard to articulate it because he means so much for our program. He's a kid that has been playing for us since his ninth third year. Uh, particularly, a week like this week is a perfect example. Like he's he's battle-tested in postseason football, so... Um, you, you can hear him, you know, trying to use that experience to explain to our young guys what to expect and what's needed out of him this week. Um, and we believe on him uh, this year more than ever. Of a young quarterback, um, he's out there with uh, everything else out there. Him, the sophomore with the receiving core. So uh, we, we believe on him to lead that receiving core and also our offensive line. Uh, he's just done an outstanding job, and he's had bonus work this year because he's had to play a lot of defense for the first time in his career, and he's accepted that role um, as, as well as anybody could. So just don't have enough things to say about his leadership, his leadership by example. Uh, don't be a guy that we're going to miss greatly. And, uh, thank goodness he's going to go on the guard well. He's got a lot more football to play moving forward. Coach, uh, let's talk about the, uh, the, the, the 800-pound gorilla in the room that you guys are going to have to face on Friday night. Mm -hmm. uh, by the luck of the draw, you get the Langston Hughes Panthers, who are not only one of the top, the, the top team in Class 6A, I think consistent in all polls, but also one of the top teams across the state. Um, they're only averaging, you know, 53 points a game and, and allowing uh, uh, just a shade under 10 points. Uh, I know you know all of that good stuff, but uh, in a game that seems uh, lopsided their way, at least all the pundits would probably have Langston Hughes as a favorite. What what? does River Ridge have to do to be successful on Friday night? We have to. And you're right. This is a really good football team we're up against. I mean, it looks be a little bit biased. I feel like this this is probably the best football in the country in the state of Georgia. So when there's only 32 teams left in the state, all the teams are going to be good. Uh, now, this one is exceptionally good. So, uh, But there's a reason why you play the game. If they already won the game, we're not going to play it on Friday, right? So 
Uh, we, we, we have to go play the best football game we played all year, which is, you know, been our goal all year is the next game after, after that game. So, that's about right there. We've got to be uh, as good as we've been in all three phases. Um, we've got to try to make them, but we've been preaching all week, make them run another play. So, try to avoid those disrespectful explosive offenses. I feel like if they continuously make them run another play, tackle the ball, and make them run another play, which hardly any defense has been able to do so far. So, it's still a high school offense, but if you make them, Drive the field and not give another explosive play. Maybe they'll make a mistake or two for us. The next thing we got to do is we got to try to control the ball. We got to try to kind of take some air out of it um, and, and keep that explosive offense off the field. Try to be balanced on our side on goal offense. And, uh, we need to need to play those special teams. Maybe a turnover too, or maybe we can get an explosive play ourselves on special teams. And uh, if we can do those things, maybe we can be in the fight. And if you can be in the fight for four quarters, you never know what happens. Well, Coach, uh, we will keep a close eye on that game on Friday night, and we're really rooting for you guys. Hopefully you can bring a home uh, W back to Cherokee County, but looking forward to seeing uh, what your team can do, and best of luck on Friday night. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me tonight. So a special thank you to Coach Michael Collins for being back with us on the podcast. I think we've had him three weeks in a row, four weeks in a row, three. Three weeks in a row, I believe. So this is turning, you know, it was the Coach Kemper show for a while there. Right. Now it's turning to the Coach Collins show. Coach Shaw trying to get in there. Coach Shaw's been in two weeks in a row. I know. It's just everybody keeps stacking up here. Here we go. So, but no, always good to talk to him. Um, And and very reassuring, you know, I I like his his conversation about Langston Hughes, right? Because there's going to be a lot of people out there that are going to look at what River Ridge did last Friday, and they're going to look at who they're playing in Langston Hughes, you know, who we mentioned is winning games by an average of like 40 points. Right. And they're going to say, oh, you know, these guys have, have no shot. But as he mentions, there's a reason you got to go play the game. So, um, you know, keys to victory, he laid them all out perfectly. They're going to have to play their best game. I also think Langston Hughes is going to have to play a bad game. I mean, I, I think both of those will have to be true. Yes, River Ridge is going to have to fire on all cylinders. Also, Langston Hughes is going to have to find a way to, to drop a couple of things they normally don't. And hopefully, those bad bounces that went against the Knights last Friday, maybe the, the earth is in a little bit better rotation. <laughs> we have a new moon cycle coming up. Maybe the, the ball has changed shape and it will benefit the Knights. Will, their closest game, Langston Hughes, uh, this season has been a 26-point margin of victory. They they are due for a bad game. Yeah, that's true. If, if there's nothing else, uh, Coach Coach Daniel Williams has uh, has a Panthers rolling over there down in Fairburn. Will as we as we talked to Coach Collins, we mentioned it. You know, averaging fifty three point three points a game, allowing nine point six. Uh, they're averaging over five hundred yards of offense per game, led by their quarterback Prentice Air. Nolan, as he likes to go by, uh, he's thrown for you know just uh, two thousand seven hundred and forty-five yards Oof. and thirty-seven touchdowns. And oh, by the way, four different receivers have caught twenty passes or more. They got a couple running backs that have combined for sixteen hundred yards. Their defense is also we hadn't talked about them. They've sacked the quarterback twenty-five times. Oh, by the way, they have one of the best offensive linemen in the state, Jonathan Bo Hughley, six-seven, three hundred pounds. It's a very very imposing team that uh, that the Knights are going up against. Is that all? I mean, there's more. Uh, Gannon <laughs> Weathersby, a safety they have, is one of the best. You know, I, you know, we can we can go on and on. Jelani Thurman, one of their receivers. Uh, C.J. Lockhart, another one of their receivers. They're just a really good football team. Yeah, they're they're stacked. I mean, you know, we I know a lot of people over the off season. Justice Haynes transferred to Buford. We're thinking, you know, are they going to be able to replace that production? Yes. They were. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, they do it in a lot of different ways, as you mentioned there. Um, you, you know, let's talk about some of the teams they've beaten, maybe comparable. 
Um, they beat McEachern. I know McEachern's not what McEachern normally is. Beat him by 26, though. You mentioned that 26-point differential. Um, outside of that, I mean, they, they just they've put it down on everybody. South Paulding, who's going to play, you know, Sequoia, beat South Paulding by 54. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. just keep that in mind, all right? This is a very good Langston Hughes team, but once again, they play the game for a reason. You know, if it was all on paper, we would already have a champion crown, so hopefully River Ridge can find a way to pull it out. You know, I, I, I hope I, th- I think the key to success for the Knights will be, as Coach Collins said, to get to the fourth quarter. If you can't get into the fourth quarter, you don't have any shot of winning. Hopefully, they can find a way to move this game into the fourth and make it competitive at that point. Yeah, well, uh, one thing I would mention about Langston Hughes, and this is a team that was within a point, lost a state title game mm-hmm. to Buford last season by one point, 21 to 20. I'm looking at their strength of schedule, and this is, uh, again, no disrespect to the guys on their team. You mentioned that uh, McEachern down a little bit this year. Uh, May's not bad, but uh, lower classification. And, and then you, you run through Region uh, region 5, uh, South Paulding, one of the top teams. We know Douglas County's been a pretty good team, and, and, and Hughes has disposed of those uh, both those teams pretty handily. Uh, but what, what, what you don't see, and that's a large region over there, I think, uh, one, two. Eight, eight teams in that region, so they only have three non-region games, and you got to schedule who you, you play who you're scheduled. But they don't have that big signature win over a top uh, top program. Now, this is a team that has been at the top of the pole uh, for most of the season for everybody. So uh, there there might be um, that might be something that River Ridge looks to is like, hey, their strength of schedule might not be uh, up to snuff, but. Uh, Look, this Hughes team is certainly comparable to Rome, uh, Thomas County Central, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Woodward Academy, yeah. uh, other teams we see Roswell, at the top. Maybe. Roswell, yeah, absolutely. Other teams we see at the top of the uh, the polls and uh, and rankings in Class Six A. So, um, yeah, there you go, River Ridge. You know what you got to do. Yeah, uh, it's pretty simple. The yeah. only, uh, here's the other thing I'll say, and then we'll wrap this up. River Ridge has been in competitive games. They've been, you know, we mentioned that overtime win against Craigview. That was a nice win for them. They've been in close games. If it is a close game, Langston Hughes is going to panic. Okay? Langston Hughes is not, once again, their closest margin of victory is 26. They not been in a close game. So if River Ridge can find a way to make it a close game, you might just might force them to do more than what they need to do. And if you can get to that point, you might force an interception or a fumble or something trying to get somebody to make a play. If that happens, then you have to like the Knights' chances. So, once again, keep it close. Make it competitive. Hope Langston Hughes turns into a regular high school football team somewhere along right, the way. Right, right. So, but that's that's pretty much all you can say about it. Once again, game at Langston Hughes, Friday night. So, that's another Friday night game. We'll keep an eye on that game uh, as well throughout the night. Yeah. Should be fun. Should be a good one. So, we will turn the page. We will take a quick break. We'll talk about the Sequoia Chiefs and come out on the other end and talk about their opponent in South Paulding. So, give us just a minute, and we'll be back. When you are the official sponsor of the comeback, adding a few feet to a drive matters. First down. So does shaving a tenth of a second off a lap. Top-rated surgery, physical therapy, and motion analysis by the sports medicine team at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta helps young athletes not only prevent injuries, but heal faster and return stronger, ready to win. Our more than 25 orthopedic and sports medicine locations are ready to assist your athletes' comeback. To learn more, visit choa.org sportsmed. Do you want to make a difference in your community? I'm Cherokee County Sheriff Frank Reynolds, and I'm looking for the best and brightest to become deputy sheriffs. We offer a competitive starting salary of over $50,000 and great benefits. Come work with us at the Cherokee Sheriff's Office. Simply go to Cherokee GA. 
www.deputysheriff.org and click employment at the top of the page. Become a deputy sheriff in Cherokee County today. Welcome back into the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. Uh, we mentioned we were going to review all the games, so let's go ahead and do our Woodstock Sequoia review. We'll lump them in here so Woodstock fans can can pause here and, and join us for this segment. Um, you know, uh, like we said, we're, we're going to do a final season wrap-up for Woodstock on our final episode of the podcast, so not here. Um, but the story still remains the same. Woodstock, defensive struggles. It surprised me how how well Sequoia looked offensively. Uh, it was really the Jackson Hancock show, and then everybody else got their fair share as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for, for Cherokee County fans now, selfishly, you kind of are glad that, that they had that game against Woodstock because you wanted to see a, a ex- explosion of points after being shut out by Alatoona and after we've seen them struggle to score. It was good to see them be able to put up that many points. Hopefully that carries into the playoffs. But that game in particular, I mean, for, for one side, you got to be thrilled, tickled to death. You know, I know Coach Teeter's got to be happy with the offense. And uh, I know he mentioned that he wants to see something continue on there. And, and hopefully they can take that momentum with them. For Woodstock, it's kind of the same story, right? I mean, their, their biggest struggle has been a rushing defense. Sequoia runs the ball. So right. it's, it's really was not a favorable matchup for them. Not at all, Will. And, and you mentioned Sequoia. <laughs> they scored on their all six of their possessions in the first half, and that's uh, that's tough. And, it, again, the, the run defense has been a bugaboo for the Wolverines, and it, it, it bit them again on Friday night. We thought going into this game that this might be a game where Woodstock might, might get somebody here, get Sequoia here because of Sequoia's offensive struggles. But the Chiefs uh, – quickly uh, put any notions of an upset to rest. And, and Jackson Hancock, as you mentioned, had a big game. It was nice uh, for Sequoia to get Tyler Bell back um, as he got – he found pay dirt uh, in, in that game. And, and again, Woodstock's just going to – you know, they'll they'll have – we'll talk about them uh, next – next whenever we have our wrap-up right. uh, podcast. But uh, their season's over with and Sequoia moves on. And, and, and we talked about it. Had, had – <laughs> Had some things broken. I mean, Sequoia did what they needed to do to win that game to secure a playoff spot. You know, they had to win anyway for a chance at a home a home playoff spot, and that that didn't happen because of some other things that that materialized. But they stay alive in the playoffs, and they'll they'll have a game that uh, they'll be on the road for uh, this week, and we're excited about it because it is our Cherokee County game of the week. Absolutely. They're going to face the South Paulding Spartans. So we're looking forward to that game. And here to tell us about that game is the head chief himself. That is Coach James Teeters. We'll take a quick break, come out on the other end, and talk to him about this game. So give us just a second. We'll be back. With Northside Hospital, you can look forward to new beginnings, look ahead to comeback seasons, and look up for hope and strength. Northside welcomes you into our community of care, guided by one clear direction, a mission to heal. Led by our expertise in maternity, heart, cancer, orthopedics, and more, you can move into tomorrow with confidence. For a healthier future together, look to Northside Hospital. Rolling on our end. Yeah, looks good there, looks good there. Uh, we'll go ahead and uh, get started if you're ready to go, Coach. Yeah. All right. Thank you for joining us once again on the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. And joining us now is the head coach of the Sequoia Chiefs, Coach James Teeter. Coach, thank you for being back with us. Thank you all for having me. Absolutely, Coach. Always look forward to it. Uh, Before we talk about the playoff game coming up this week, I do want to go back and and review your game against Woodstock a little bit. 
Um, you guys have been having some fits and starts on offense. Seems like you got that sorted out at least a little bit against Woodstock. Um, but talk a little bit about your team's performance against Woodstock and, and what you saw out of them moving into the postseason. Uh, I thought our offense, I thought we played really well. I think our line blocked much better than what they had in a few games prior to that. Um, you know, we played some pretty stiff defenses up to that point. Um, but I thought they handled everything pretty well, Woodstock presented them with. I thought our young quarterback handled things. There were some things we had to check out of, and he handled that really well. And then, obviously, everybody saw Jackson. I thought Jackson ran the ball really, really hard and kind of set up a lot of what we did. Um, and then hopefully that stuff will carry over into this week. Coach, we uh, we didn't have a chance to talk to you uh, uh, last week, but we did talk about your team on the podcast. And a couple of guys we brought up, uh, guys that probably don't get as much press as, as your stars, and, and you mentioned Jackson Hancock uh, just a few minutes ago. Uh, but uh, we've heard about linebackers, uh, uh, Gundale and Zablotny, uh, guys that might get overlooked, and even Cantrell Davis on the corner. Can you tell us from from your perspective what what those guys' development has meant for for your defense this season? Oh, it, it, especially the Gundale, just the growth he's made has been tremendous. I mean, he was an outside backer last year trying to go inside, so he made a lot of mistakes early, and the more he's – uh, gotten used to it, and the more Coach Buddy stuck with him, the better he's gotten. It's really solidified some things inside. And then, you know, Zabotny started out uh, as a backup, and I think once we went in, it kind of changed every. Once he started, uh, it's kind of changed everything. It's kind of made us a little bit more sound inside with those two. I think he's helped settle uh, Tywo down a little bit. Uh, and then Cantrell has allowed us to put him on people's best receiver and kind of lock down one side so we didn't have to worry about that as much. And he's really responded. Uh, especially after the first two years he played, he just didn't get as much time and everything. He's kind of adjusted well to Coach Buddy's system, and he's really done a great job of whether it's man or just zone, taking away his side and kind of uh, making it so we don't have to worry about that side as much. But those other two inside, I think, is what's been the big difference in how we played. Uh, and, again, it's just the growth of those guys. What we went through those first three weeks has really helped them grow and, and become better players. Coach, let's go back to the offense for a second. We we talk about, you know, we mentioned Hancock a lot, but I want to bring up a couple of other running backs in the stable. Uh, Tyler Bell and, and a guy that's really kind of come on late, Eli Jurgensen. Can you talk about those guys and how they've developed in your backfield? Um, yeah, Jackson gets probably most of the attention, but those two have been really, really steady in what they do. You know, Eli's gotten a little bit more time because Tyler had a uh, toe injury. Um, so Eli's gotten a little bit more time, and I think Eli's kind of like we were just talking about the defensive guys. The more he's played, the better he's gotten, and he's really accepted his role of being able to guy that can come in and give us some plays and, and do well with it. Um, Tyler's just got some natural speed. Uh, when he's healthy, I think he's could be probably one of our best backs just with his natural speed and just some of the, his vision of what he has. And I think both of those two, just being able to give Jackson a rest every so often, has really allowed uh, Jackson to play better. Uh, whether he notices that or not, but uh, those two have done a really good job at helping us kind of keep what little bit of run game we had there for a while, and I think it really opened up things a lot better this past week. Coach, you uh, are in the playoffs for the first time since 2018, and, and uh, the, to, to us, some of the significance of that means that none of the, the young men you have on your team have ever been in the postseason. Uh, just two-part here as we wrap it up to you. Is that, a, is that a big deal for a staff with a team that hasn't been to the – uh, you as an experienced coach and has been in the postseason season several times, is that a, a big deal for, for you guys? And, and the second part of that is uh, what will it take uh, to, to slow down South Paulding this week as you guys go on the road in our, our Cherokee County game of the week? Um, let me answer the last part first. 
uh, for Coach Buddy, he's got to find a way to, to slow down that running back and the quarterback. The running back's really good. Uh, he's pretty big, pretty physical, um, and runs the ball really hard. And then once you kind of lock him in a little bit, then the quarterback can kind of take over if you're not careful. Uh, so Brent's got to find a way to, to slow those two guys down. And then offensively, you got to find a way to do what we did last week. That's what, you know, what we talked a lot about last week going into the Woodstock game is the offensive. We've got to start doing our part. We had, you know, early in the season had done some things and then kind of faded. Um, but I think we've kind of found where we want to stick with our offense right now. And so I think if we can continue to do what we did last week and move the ball and find a way to keep their offense off the field and give ourselves a chance in the fourth quarter, then I think we'll be okay. If we don't, then it could turn into a long night. And the first part of the question is kind of what we talked to the kids about on Monday that, you know, we had them all out there and just, you know, none of you have been in the playoffs and none of you were here in 18. And one of their goals was to be kind of like the team in 18 that made it to the third round. And so we, we talked to them about you got your opportunity, what you want, and now what are you going to do with it? Because they haven't been there. They don't understand the mindset that's needed to, to be there and what the focus is and how important it is. And what I talked a lot about them is, I'm not sure at times they appreciate what they've done because they just don't know that yet because they haven't been a part of it. But, you know, to get it started again and to get back in the playoffs year in, year out, you got to get in and get them to understand it. And we've had a really good week of practice. Um, and I think they're finally coming around to that, that challenge of what's in front of them. And it, it's a big challenge. You know, quite honestly, you know, uh, we've talked about this before. Nobody really thought we would even get to this point. Um because when we when we lost Matthew, I think everybody kind of countered us out and wasn't sure we'd win uh, too many games at all. And then we turn around and, and do what we did. And starting out 0-3, I think everybody kind of countered us out. And those things we keep talking to our kids about, that what you went through those three weeks is helping you get to this point. And so, you know, everything from game four on has kind of been a playoff game. So mentally they've been getting ready for this all along. They just haven't really realized it. And I think that what we've sat down and kind of done a lot of good talking to them, getting to understand the situation and, and what's at hand. I think mentally, I think they're there now, and I think they're ready. We'll, we'll find out on Friday. Well, Coach, we're looking forward to being at the game with you. That'll be our Cherokee County game of the week, so we'll make the trip to uh, South Paulding with you. And looking forward to being with you and your guys, and uh, thank you for being on the podcast with us. Thank you guys so much for what you do for high school football. So a special thank you to Coach Teeter for being back with us again here on the podcast. It's been about a month since we've had him on. Yeah, the Creekview game was the last time we had him on. Says early mid October, mid October. Yeah, yeah. So glad to have him back on. Sounds like he's looking forward to this game. I think we all are. Um, Art, you know, let's let's inform the people a little bit about South Paulding. Uh, first of all, very talented team. They have the they have the stars. We'll put it like that. Okay, they've got some kids that are three star athletes across the board. Um, let's jump right into those. You know, we'll talk about. Kaysen Weissman, their quarterback, big kid, 6'3", kind of that prototypical size. He's a three-star. Jamarian Wilcox, the running back, you've labeled him as the best running back in 6A. Oh, he's uh, got the most yards. Or he Going into last week, he did. Right. So he is a three-star product as well. Uh, they have a big tackle in Madden Sanker at 6'5", 295. He has also gotten some three- to four-star attention. Uh, so that's just the guys that have the big-time offers, okay? Well, then you start going down the list. they got a wide receiver in Hayden Jackson that looks really good. They've got a second running back in R.J. Caffrey that looks pretty good. And then you go down the list, and the defense is solid. They do what they need to do. Um, it's going to be a tough game. We'll leave it at that. I mean, South Paulding's got the talent. When you actually look at their schedule, they finished out the season 8-2, uh, and two, I believe, was the, was the final tally for them. Um, and, you know, one of those losses to Langston Hughes and the other one, as I pull it up here, 
was to it says they finished seven and three. Yeah, that's what I had them at seven and three. Will okay, finished seven and three. Uh, one of those losses to Carrollton by seven. One of those losses to North Paulding, who won their region by fourteen, and then that loss against Langston Hughes by by fifty four. That's kind of the outlier, but still okay. Those are some great losses. Now, what I will say, their wins are kind of eh. Okay, they beat Harrison by eight. Harrison's not the Harrison that, that we think of being sure. Cherokee County 6A fans. Uh, they beat East Paulding by 10. Okay, they beat Noonan by a good margin. They beat Paulding County by 13. That's a pretty decent win. Uh, ran all over New Manchester just like everybody did. Ran all over Alexander, which most people did. And then squeaked out a game against Douglas County. That game was a lot closer than people gave him credit for there at the end. So, to me, yeah, they've lost to really good teams. But their wins, they've beaten pretty okay teams for the most part so i don't know I, you know we'll see what happens yeah the, i think the tell the telling victory is uh, uh that win over douglas county to re- to secure this home playoff game because if had south Paulding lost it we'd be headed over to to, to be you know to douglas county for that right. game uh and and it, it does help having a game that's competitive you know within a score uh, I, I think that allows your team to to see how you react when the when the game is on the line there, but Will, you're right. They what they have done is beaten the teams they probably should have beaten, and and uh, outside of the Langston Hughes games, it seems like they were competitive. Uh, I think that seven point margin of, of defeat at the hands of Carrollton yeah. is is like I said, you you mentioned good loss. That's kind of an oxymoron, right? Because well. I don't know if anybody likes to like to lose. There's no such thing as a pretty one, but but in terms of hey, you're competitive against a team, one of the top teams in the top classification. I, I see exactly what you're saying there, Will. People will say a lot of times in like, and especially in the NFL, but also in college football, there's no such thing as a good loss. Mm-hmm. High school football, there is. Okay, there, there are just times where you have to look at it and just go. That's a good loss right there. Yeah, we're competitive in this in this environment. That in this we game. shouldn't have been, or right. I don't want to say shouldn't have been, but you didn't be, you weren't predicted to. And one last thing about South Paulding, two and three at home. Two and three at home. That's a that's five a, and zero on the road. Okay, two and three at home. All right. So not the the not very friendly confines off of Wynn Road over there in Douglasville, Spartan Stadium. Spartan Stadium, yeah, 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 yeah. Will you you, you talked about it? Uh, Casey Wiseman, uh, quarterback. Uh, again, he's thrown for you know well over two thousand yards, and and Jamarian Wilcox, eighteen hundred and five yards and, and twenty four touchdowns. They're going to have, I think, as a team, uh, Sanker and, and Isaac Keen, the other big tackle. They paid the way for over twenty two hundred rushing yards for South Paulding. But this is a, you know, again, we, we're, we're, we're singing South Paulding's praises right now, but also we've got to sing the praises of Coach Brent Buddy and his defense. And, and I tell you what, they are doing – they've done a fantastic job, save for one game this season, two games this season, really, yeah. I think. You, t- you talk about Cedartown and then Rome. Well, the Rome game they had – Some some absences, yeah. right, in, the, in their yeah. – because of sickness or right. illness. But, yeah. uh, but, again, save for those teams, they found a way uh, to stop. Now – Again, this is a team that's probably, uh, you know, just as good as anybody else they've seen this season, maybe outside of Rome. So they're going to have their hands hands tied. And it's a team that can do two things pretty good. I think that's the that's the issue you get into right right here. And we saw that Cherokee was able to do it, not to draw any comparisons to, to Cherokee and, and Sequoia, um, but but this is a, it can be done. Yes, uh, and we'll and I think if anybody can do it, Coach Coach Buddy could, can come up with a game plan and and and. 
We'll see. They have to play. The, this is one of those they have to play the game. And and you look at the offense. So what Sequoia runs is not something that South Pauling sees week in and week out. So we haven't even talked about that side of the coin and, and what problems that that Sequoia will present for South Pauling. Yeah, I mean, I think for Sequoia, you're just hoping that 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 your offense picked up enough from the Woodstock game that you found where they had that offensive explosion. Hopefully they got on a momentum. Hopefully they got some, some movement there that they wanted to see. Cause we mentioned they closed out the season before that game really struggling on offense. Okay. You know, we, we talk about the games that they won, you know, they'd win them by 13 to seven, 18 to seven, you know, those Etowas uh, river edge games respectively, you know, and then you talk about the seven to three win over Creekview. We talked about the 10 to nothing loss against Alatoona. Those are those are good wins. They're great wins for them, but you can't hang your hat on holding teams to that low of a number. Once again, Sequoia's defense overperforming by 12 points on the year against the average. But when you're playing a team like South Paulding that comes in averaging 27, you're going to hold them to 14 on a, on your on your average night. You know, if you do a great job, you'll hold them to 10. If you do you know an okay job, you'll hold them to 17. Can yeah. Sequoia score 17? And, and actually, well, that number's 37. 37. Yeah, so that's even more daunting. <laughs> yes, you are correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So once again, so if you play your average game, you're going to hold them to 24. Okay, I mean, can, can Sequoia score 24? I don't know. I, we're going to see. We're going to find out. But to me, it's it's going to be a game of, that. that's what the issue's going to be. We know that they're not, South Pauling's not going to score their average 37. I know that. The question becomes, from that line, how far can Sequoia make up ground against that average? Right, right. And it's, it's going to be a great question. And, again, I think they might need a special teams touchdown. Uh, yeah. You know, a, a turn need to turn South Paulding over maybe once or twice. And, like you said, they're 2-3 and three at home. And we'll see. It should be a I'm, – I'm excited. Again, we knew we were going to have a game anyway. I am really excited that we get to go uh, watch this one. And, and the teams that are out of county, we don't – you know, we haven't, we haven't seen – a, a a ton uh, of out-of-county teams as we've really tried to focus on our, our in-county right. uh, uh, opponents here and in-county matchups here. But uh, playoff football, different atmosphere. Only Look, only 32 teams in each classification are still practicing, and that number is cut in half it's down very, quickly. Every, very fast every week. And, and one of the things we talked to Coach, coach about was just that, just that experience, right, of, right. Of, of being in the playoffs. Yeah, so hopefully they can find a way to pull this one out again. That'll be our Cherokee County game of the week. Uh, this is one of the games that is untouched. So Friday night, 7.30, everything's the same. Make sure you join us for the Northside Hospital Cherokee pregame show at 7 o'clock. We'll get into this game a little bit more depth. We'll give our predictions for all the Cherokee County games, and we will also be uh, breaking down some bracketology about if they win, who they would face, and sure. all that fun stuff that comes Absolutely. with this time of year. Will uh, – as we wrap this this segment up, and maybe we'll do this when we come back out of the, out of the break, but just want to kind of tease it here. Uh, uh, have you had? Do you have a bracket filled out? And then we should do that, shouldn't we? Yeah, we probably I should. Think that'd be fun. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll oh. fill out a bracket. Okay, and we'll we'll release it at some point. All right. So well, Turf Ferguson's probably already released theirs at this time ah. as this airs, but uh, we'll get yours too. And we'll do that. Yeah. Well, we'll come out on the other end of this break. We'll talk about that a little bit. And we'll fill the people in and get them ready for Friday night. So give us just a minute and we'll be back. 
At Foundation Financial Insurance and Wealth Management, we believe that your insurance protection and wealth management plan go hand in hand. We start by shopping your insurance with highly rated companies to find you the best combination of price and protection. With that plan in place, we can then work with you to develop a tailored financial plan. Whether you need to save money on insurance or you need a full financial plan, call us at 678-880-9571 or come by 250 East Main Street, Suite 104 in Canton for a no-obligation consultation today. Securities and advisory services offered through Packer Broker Services Incorporated, an affiliate entity, member FINRA and SIPC. Welcome back to the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. We talked about it over the break. Art's already filled out his brackets for the TurdFergusonReport.com. I'm going to go ahead and, and, and do them on the fly with you. I, okay. I, just kind of from what I know about these teams. So welcome to this surprise segment. <laughs> it's bonus bonus coverage, right? That's exactly right. So we'll move down the bracket from left down to the bottom and then over to the right side from top to bottom as well. So we'll start in 7A. Wheeler and Lambert, you taking Lambert. I'm taking Lambert. I'll take Lambert with you. I like Wheeler and their running game. I just don't know that they can do enough to stop Lambert. Right. All right. Uh, Decula and North Gwinnett. You take North Gwinnett in this one. To me, this is not the Decula team we know in past. I'm going to join you in taking North Gwinnett. Yeah, region champs North Gwinnett. I've uh, got them all day long. So you got Harrison over Brookwood. Yeah, Brookwood has a quarterback who signed with Alabama, but they've been struggling as of late. They got a good good defensive uh, linebacker in – McCain is his last name, but uh, I think Harrison's uh, just a sneaky team right there, Will. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take Brookwood in that one. So there's our first different <laughs> opinion there. Uh, moving down to the bottom of this side, uh, Pebblebrook and, and Colquitt County. Uh, I, I'm with you, Colquitt, all the way on that one. Yeah, no, 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 no analysis yeah, there. No, not needed. Uh, moving down to the, the bottom side of this left side, South Forsyth and Walton. You're taking Walton. I'm going to go with you. I think Walton's maybe the strongest second seed in the entire 7A bracket. So I, I'm with you on Walton on that one in a big way. I think they're going to really put their foot down on South Forsyth. Um, Buford and Peachtree Ridge. I'll take Peach. No, I'm kidding. We get... <laughs> well played. Yeah, well Buford played. for sure. Buford for sure. Um, Newton and Marietta. You're taking Newton in that one, huh? I am taking the Newton Rams, Will. I think Marietta is a, a team that's got a lot of talent, but I feel like that Region 2 that they're in is just kind of um, – region, region 3, I'm sorry. Yeah, Region, region three. 3. I, I think they, as a, as a whole, they've kind of underwhelmed, and, and, and so I'm, I'm going with the Rams. Yeah, I'm going to take, uh, take Marietta in this okay. one. Okay, all right. Uh, Lowndes and Carrollton. You're taking Carrollton in this one? Yeah, I'm going with the, the fighting Juju Lewis's there, the, one of the top quarterbacks as a freshman in the in the state. And I, I think this is going to be an interesting matchup as Lowndes has to go on the road. We saw Lowndes beat Grayson earlier this season yeah. uh, as Grayson went down there, I believe. But um, they've struggled as of late, and uh, ought to be a good game. Interesting to see Lowndes at a number four seed this year. There are an average of six teams in typically one per classification, region champs that drop a game mm-hmm. in every bracket. Mm-hmm. Carrollton's my team that's going to drop it. Lowndes plays a different style of football. Carrollton with that very young quarterback in Juju. We talk about how talented he is. Still too young for me to put my chips in that basket. I like Lowndes coming up to Carrollton okay. and taking care of business. All right. So big, big surprise over there, I know. Uh, going to the right side of this bracket, Valdosta and Westlake. This may be the most intriguing game in 7A for me. You're taking Valdosta. My gut says Valdosta. My head says Westlake. I think I'm going to go with you. I'm going to take Valdosta. I, th- I like. I think I'm going to. I'm going to take Valdosta. You know, it's interesting. I, now that I'm looking at my bracket here, I, I previewed this game and I think I picked Westlake to win the game, but <laughs> I've got Valdosta in my bracket. So this is a 
What a quandary Which one you want to go with? I'm going with Valdosta because okay. I've, I also got them advancing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> into the second, into the second, uh, the third round, excuse me. Uh, Westlake, uh, here's here's my problem with Valdosta right now is, is there a team that has lost their last two, two games this season? Um, yes. And, and one of those being to the, the region champ, Colquitt County. Also, they lost the game to Camden County, which started off slow. Uh, Camden County dropped a game to Class 2A Columbia, uh, early in the season at home, uh, but they've stormed back and they're the number two seed. We'll talk about their their matchup here, but uh, yeah, I like Valdosta. I do too. Uh, we talk about Parkview and North Paulding. You're taking Parkview in this one. I am. I'm gonna go North Paulding. Okay, clashing styles here. Very. Parkview has has really turned to the run game. Has they got a young quarterback, and North Paulding is uh, has has been competitive throughout. That's probably not a bad pick, Will. So we got Mill Creek and Meadow Creek, the battle of the creeks on that one. You're taking Mill Creek? Yeah, Caleb Downs in Mill Creek all the way. I'll take Meadow Creek. Okay. That's a homer pick, but I'll take Meadow okay, Creek. Okay, I, I, I can respect that. My buddy, Kevin Saunders, defensive okay. coordinator down there, I think he's going to have a good plan for Mill Creek, and I, right. I would like to see the Mustangs pull that one out okay. selfishly. Uh, Denmark and North Cobb. Uh, North Cobb in a big way on that yeah. one. Yeah. 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 Uh, so moving down, we have East Coweta and Camden County. <sighs> you take Camden. They've got their old ball coach back down there. They've got I, they, they've been playing hot. Jeff uh, Coach Heron's got those guys playing really well, and I, I like Camden Give me County. East Coweta. I like Camden County down in old St. Mary's, Georgia, and you're going to take East Coweta. I'm going to take East Coweta on the road. On the road, you know, mm-hmm. I think these these two teams played in a playoff game in the second round. Guys, this is probably going back 2008, 2009, and Camden County won then, and they're going to win again. All right, well, that. No lack of confidence from you. <laughs> uh, Hillgrove and Grayson. You know, Grayson is a team that has just quiet. I've, I don't know if the expectation has shifted where they're just in now and we just write that in as a region champ every year. Uh, Grayson has not looked as dominating as they did last year, but I've seen, and you have as well, Coach Adam Carter hits a different stride in the playoffs. To me, Hillgrove, eh, team, pretty average. I like what I see out of Grayson. Give me Grayson in this one. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Mountain View and Norcross. I'm going to be honest with you. I have no idea what Mountain View is made of. Norcross has a couple of nice pieces and Lawson Lucky, and I think their quarterback now is starting to pick mm-hmm. up some offers too. Uh, give me the Blue Devils at home in that one. Also, Norcross, one of the best places to go watch a football game, by the way. I would agree with that. All right. And finally, Milton and Cherokee. Um yeah, give me the Warriors. I'll take it. Uh, you're going with the Homer pick. Huh? Sure, why not? Two I mean, two two region champs fall in the seven A bracket. Okay, I mean I got hammered for not taking Cherokee County teams. <laughs> I just I absolutely get hammered for that, uh, and I'm 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 always uh, going with my head and out with my heart here. And I think Milton's probably just a little bit too tough. Uh, I, I've been convinced by Coach Shaw that they're really good in the secondary. Sure. So, uh, so you're going with Milton, right? I am going with Milton. All right, we'll leave the rest of the bracket for later. We sure. will, we'll come back and sure. you know next week, or f- we'll fill out the rest of the bracket. I mean, I'm sure, like like most of my 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 essays in in high school and college, my bracket will have a lot of red X's in it. I'm sure, just like everybody. <laughs> uh, so we're going to move to six A now, and and I see we already have a disagreement right off the bat. 
Douglas County going to make the trip to Alatoona. You're taking the Bucks in this one. I mean, I was I was sold by hook, line, and sinker by that performance I saw last week. Uh, I think that Sadiq Teal is is figured it is figuring it out. I won't say he's figured it out, but uh, he's a young man that throws a really good looking ball. Yes. And uh, and I think with a a, a, game, a a team that can run the ball and can be dominant on defense is going to give a lot of teams trouble. Yeah, give me Douglas in that one. Uh, Alatoona is is finding ways to they're they're <laughs> clinching victory from the jaws of defeat, but that's. <laughs> Shark keeps getting bigger every week, um, and I once again that score against River Ridge just thirty-one to nothing anomaly. If they played it nine more times, that would not be the final score. Okay, that was agree. the one out of the one hundred where it was going to be that score. So I, I'm not buying Alatuna yet. They beat Etowah by five. They beat Sequoia by ten. Just they're winning, but eh. Okay. And they're going to beat Douglas County by four. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, Lanier and Roswell. Poor Lanier. Tough draw on this one. Roswell big. Yep. Yep. Sets up a very intriguing round two matchup for them, though. Be interesting to see. Uh, Monday's Mill versus St. Pius X. St. Pius X, one of those teams that's that's made that huge jump given the multiplier by the GHSA. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how they fare in these newer, higher classifications. I don't think it matters round one. Give me St. Pius X out of that side. Yeah, I agree. Now, I will tell you, Monday's Mill took uh, the the region uh, region three winner Woodward Academy uh, to the brink. Uh, lost that game by one point. Eleven to ten Jeez. was the final uh, as Woodward Academy went nine and one and undefeated in the region. So uh, the Tigers might have something to say about that Monday's Mill. But again, I, I've got St. Pius. And then I think the the home run pick out of the bracket, Evans, going to play Thomas County Central. Anybody out of Region 1 is always good, but that Region 1 champ has won the title a lot in recent years. I think that doesn't change Thomas County Central big in that game. Yeah, and, and Region 2, That's I, I feel like if there's a, a weak link or in Class 6A, it's Region 2. Brunswick uh, certainly went undefeated, uh, beat Effingham last week, but then you go to the uh, – the schools out out east in Augusta and, and, and Evans, four and six season, two and four in the region. I just think they're going to be completely overmatched by Thomas County Central. To the bottom left we go. Sequoia, South Paulding, our Cherokee County game of the week. Uh, you take South Paulding in this one. My gut says to agree. My head says no. I think I'm going to follow my gut again. I'm going to take South Paulding with you. Close, but I do think South Paulding pulls this one out. Yeah, just a lot of firepower offensively. Yeah. If there's somebody that can that can figure it out, we know Coach Buddy can, but I, I think the cards are stacked against Sequoia this week. Another home run pick, but, you know, bet the mortgage on this one. Sprayberry versus Gainesville. Gainesville found a way, you know, had a tough game against North Forsyth to win the region. It was really close at the end, but those guys are firing on all cylinders right now. Give me the uh, Red Elephants big over Sprayberry. Yeah, Sprayberry, an interesting team. You know, their their wins in region play, 20-point win over Johns Creek, 53-point win over Lassiter, and hammered Pope 56 to nothing to close yeah. out the season. But mixed in there was a five-game losing streak uh, to teams such as Paulding County, River Ridge, Kell, B- B- BT, and also Alpharetta. So, and, and, of course, they lost to Roswell. So, uh, Coach Niblett's got the, that, that thing working over at Gainesville, and that's why I went with the Red Elephants. Yeah. Uh, moving down the list, North Atlanta going to play Lovejoy. I'm taking North Atlanta in this one. I think you are, too. Yeah, the Lovejoy Wildcats are a team that had had some success the last couple years. I, I think North Atlanta, though, has a little bit more quarterback. We talked about uh, – um, 
uh, Lennon, their quarterback, uh, Lorenzo Lennon, their quarterback, a very athletic young man that uh, got the best of River Ridge early in the season. Yeah, that was an impressive game from North Atlanta, like what I saw out of them. Uh, Houston County going to play Brunswick. What is it about this region, too, that you just don't buy? Uh, strength of schedule. I just, I, I, I really question, uh, you know, Brunswick, uh, they did beat Camden County. That's a big win. I, I'm going to give it to them early on. They beat a couple teams from my home city. All right. Went down, uh, went, uh, had Andrew Jackson out of uh, Jacksonville, beat them 23-13. Uh, also beat the Bowl School. If anybody knows about Chipper Jones, that's where he played. Perennial uh, power in Jacksonville Bowls. They, they down Bowls 20-3. Uh, but I, I'm just not sold on teams like Grovetown, Lakeside Evans, South F, you know, F, uh, Effingham County, Evans, just kind of a very pedestrian uh, region. And, uh, and I think that Houston County, let's go back and talk about that, Will, real quick. That's that region one. This is a team that went eight and two, okay? Uh, their losses were to Lee County and TCC, Thomas County Central. Um, uh, but they've got big wins over uh, uh, Perry, a big win over Warner Robins, uh, you know, beat Northside as well. So this is a team that is 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 not going to be afraid of the moment here. I just think the Bears uh, get it done, and 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 Brunswick is a team that's on upset alert for me. Give me Brunswick by a lot in that one. Okay, I, I like Brunswick. All right, a lot going into all that. right. Uh, Lee County and Effingham County. I like Lee County in this one. And again, this is a match. Again, this is a matchup where I think Region One can go four and zero against against Region Two. Just a tough, tough yeah, draw tough for draw them. for Region Two right now. Uh, interesting one, Riverwood Woodward Academy. You're taking Woodward in this one. Yeah, Riverwood lost a lot from that that Region Championship team last year. Also lost their head coach Robert Edwards. He goes back to his hometown uh, to coach those guys up. And so uh, Riverwood had a rough go of it early. They do qualify, uh, but they're they're they're. Uh, prize is to get a number one seed Woodward team did have a close game we mentioned against Monday's Mill but they've got a great quarterback over there and again another great running back for for the War Eagles of Woodward and I I, I expect them to make a, a push uh, past the second round yeah give me Woodward too I was just kind of playing into it there uh, <laughs> Blessed Trinity and North Forsyth you're taking Blessed Trinity in this one give me the Raiders Give you the Raiders. Mm-hmm. You can have them all day long. You're okay. going with the fighting Zach Grosses. Yes. All right. <laughs> Why not? Uh, okay. River Ridge and Langston Hughes. You just just give me Langston Hughes. Okay. All right. I mean, likewise. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Glen Academy versus Northside Warner Robbins. I like Northside moving into this game. I think Northside played their best ball towards the end. Give me Northside. Yeah, I agree. You can't. You can't discount Glen Academy. They got an experienced coach in Rocky Hidalgo down there, so he's going to have those guys ready to play. But like you said, I think Northside is playing really really good ball right now. Uh, once again, another team that we mentioned that has made the jump up to 6A, Marist playing Morrow. Um, Marist was in 4A, is that right? They were, yeah. I think they're going to be a little bit more adaptable to 6A bracket play. I like Marist in a big way against Morrow. Yeah, that Marist has a couple of big tight ends that they uh, have been able to throw the ball to. Uh, in, in Morrow, a team coming in here 5-5, five and 4-3 five, and three in their region, and, and they lost to Woodward Academy by 52. I think Woodward and Marist are similar teams, uh, and I think, yeah, Hammer Marist here. They're going to, be, yeah. they're going to get that done. Bet the mortgage. Uh, Alpharetta versus Shiloh. Shiloh's an intriguing team, not a team that you kind of circle on your calendar, but I think they've had a lot of ups and downs to their season. Alpharetta is a team that also has kind of quietly made their way into out of 7A, down to 6A, done very well with it. 
I just think Alpharetta may be a little bit more battle-tested. I'm going to take uh, Alpharetta in this one. Yeah, this is a game we previewed, actually, because I think it's an intriguing matchup. Shiloh at 5-5 five and five, uh, in that Region 8. Alpharetta team, like you mentioned, dropped down. And Ben Guthrie, a, a guy that I don't know if a lot of people are talking about, but he's stoned for well over 2,000 yards. And uh, I think Alpharetta is a team that's flying under the radar here. Used to that 7A competition coming down to 6A like Roswell in that same region yeah. and have been able to do very well for themselves. Yeah, so excited to see that one. Final game out of 6A for round one, Paulding County and Rome. I think the story we said with River Ridge and Langston Hughes where it's just kind of you look at the draw and you just go, all right, well, okay, you know, it is what it is. I think it's the same story here. Paulding County has to get their, you know, brackets and go, well, Okay, whatever. It is what it is. Rome, Rome by a lot. I mean, we, we've seen what Rome has done to our Cherokee County schools. I, I think Rome's going to continue into the playoffs. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Will. And I, I just want to pull up here. Uh, yes, last time these two teams played was uh, November 5th of 2021. That we mentioned before, they were re, former region rivals. Right. Rome only beat Paulding County by 12 points. It was 46-34, so it's a, a apparently seems like a competitive game but look this is a Rome team that I think is playing their best ball right now I think they, they probably feel a little bit slighted at not being mentioned in that same breath as a team like Langston Hughes will in my bracket I've got those teams meeting in the, in the semifinals well I think the difference between Rome is Rome historically and not historically but recent history is not a great playoff team mm -hmm. that you like we mentioned the River Ridge game where they get dog walked by River Ridge in 2020 they turn around in 2021 Johns Creek comes in, dog walks them right out of their own stadium. It's like they never, they, they just, you get into the playoffs and they just don't look good. When's right. the last time River Ridge is, or not River Ridge, but Rome has had a long run of the playoffs, 2019? 15, 16. Right, I know maybe. they won a state title back, but what did they do in, in 19? I know I'm putting you on the spot here. Sure, uh, 2019, they're... You know, second round loss to Warner Robins. Yeah. I mean, they ended up, I believe, winning the state title. So that's right. good loss. Respectable. But, but uh, and then they made a run of the semifinals in 2018, 18, 2017. Okay. They were, were the champs. So okay. it's, you know, the last couple of years, as you mentioned, just not as impressive coming off those those seasons where uh, they were getting a little bit further down in the playoffs. Right. You got to take that with a grain of salt because they've been to the playoffs all yes. of those years. So yeah, it just has they haven't turned it into success. Sure. So and I, once again, I I think they lose the respect of a lot of people when you get beat by Johns Creek at home, and that Johns Creek team we saw them in person was pretty pedestrian at times. Yeah, it's a head scratcher. I, I, I again, I think that's a Rome is a they're a year more experienced, especially at the quarterback position. Um, uh, so, uh, again, I think this is a team that's playing their best ball right now, and I think it's a team that can really challenge a team like Langston Hughes if the, the things fall like we, we see it. And, and it's just, uh, there's no easy route to the state, state title in this classification, as with every other classification in Georgia. Right. Well, that's going to do it for us here on the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. Make sure you join us again Friday night, 7 o'clock, for the Northside Hospital Cherokee pregame show as we'll get you ready for the Sequoia Chiefs as they make the trip down to South Paulding to face the Spartans. So I've been Will Cooper, joined alongside Arthur Mosley. Art, thank you for being with us, my friend. And as always, we're, we're one day closer to Jesus. This was the Cherokee County Football Blitz. Make sure to join Will and Art next week for the next episode and each Friday night at 7 p.m. for the Cherokee County Game of the Week on WLJA 101.1 FM.